Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. He told me to take out $200 every day. He told me buy buy whatever I need. I just moved into an apartment and I had no furniture, no nothing. And uh, no, what happened was I started dating Charlie. We were intimate, and we were going out. He's spending crazy money, taking out to dinner every day, and you know, Never trying had. to impress me and trying Never to get had. me away from my husband. This is the plaintiff, Charles Toes. He says the defendant, his former girlfriend, took his debit card and went on a wild shopping spree without his permission or authorization. Did the defendant think she could steal from him and think he wouldn't notice? Please, he's Charlie Toes, and no one steals from Charlie Toes. He's suing for $5,000, the amount he's out. This is the defendant, Laura Lindsley. She says her boyfriend, the plaintiff, whined and dined her to the hilt, and he gave her his debit card and PIN number to use. He told her to get things she needed for her new apartment and anything else she needed. Once she got back together with her husband, his whole attitude changed. And next thing she knows, she's in here, in court, being sued for stealing money he gave her. She's accused of stubbing her toes. Yeah? All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Toes, you are suing Ms. Lindsley, um, I guess your former friend? Yes. For $5,000, uh, $4,000 and some odd dollars that you say she withdrew from your ATM account and with no authority, and the rest of it for pain and suffering. Yeah. What happened? Well, I got out of uh, a rehab facility. I had a surgery done year and a half ago. My last rehab was in... What kind of surgery? Uh, I'm diabetic. I had half of my foot, uh, my right foot taken off. I'm and sorry. I was very difficult uh, rehabilitation. When I got out of that facility, I went... When did you get... What month did you... I got out of that facility around uh, December, uh, early September. I was of in what for year? three months of, four, of 2014. Okay. 
And I went into town. I used to shoot pool. I liked to shoot pool in town. Uh, in a bar there, I ran into Laura, who shot pool well. And I took her to a karaoke place, which she enjoyed. She was on welfare, Section 8 welfare. And uh, maybe I felt a little sympathetic. She rode a bike around, no car. But then I had to go into the hospital again, Stony Brook Hospital. When did you go back to the hospital? Uh, I was in the hospital on October 30th. I had been brought in there maybe a week or two prior. But on October 30th, uh, I have a notation here that I took some money out of the ATM myself. Let me see your bank statements. Everything after October 30th is her taking money out of an ATM. Wait a minute, how does she have your ATM and your password? Your PIN number, how does she have it? I gave it to her. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a while, shall yeah. we? All right, uh, so I gave it to her believing that if she needed extra cigarette money or a Coke. You or, gave the lady your, were you dating her? Yes. Oh, were that, you dating her? Sorry. We were going out a very short time. Okay, like so you were dating four her. four months. All right, so you gave her your ATM card with the PIN number? Yeah, a policeman told me that he doesn't even give that to his wife who goes shopping. Yeah, I mean, know. it's it's a little naughty. Yeah, yeah I know. Especially was, for somebody you've just described that you've known yeah. exactly a month. You're right. Right? You've known her a month, and uh, and she needs money. But the expectation was that she would use it for cigarettes, or whatever. Oh, just so for cigarettes. So she would go Wait, to, stop. What yeah, was the ahead. expectation? She would use it as she needed it to help her, and then what she did was help herself every single day. Right. On one day alone, she withdrew $400 out of the ATM and then also spent money. Did you tell her what a cap? Did you say to her, you can't withdraw more than X a day? Did you give her a cap? I told her you could use it if you run short of money. She would drive a bicycle around town, no car. So you told her she could use, use it? Use it for cigarettes or coffee or something like that, not to withdraw. Hey, nobody that. needs your ATM card for cigarettes or coffee, even though I know cigarettes are very expensive. Well, she did okay? go. Okay, an ATM card is bigger than that. Yeah. You see? So I didn't realize. I, I trusted her. I didn't trust realize. Trusted her to what? You didn't even, it doesn't even sound like you gave her that much of a parameter. Now, what? let's talk about you. Yeah. What do you do with this nice man's ATM card? You go every day and he start- He told me to take out $200 every day. He told me buy, buy whatever I need. I just moved into an apartment and I had no furniture, no nothing. And uh, what happened was I started dating Charlie. We were intimate. And we were going out, he's spending crazy money, taking out to dinner every day and, you know, Never trying happened. to impress me and trying Never to get happened. me away from my husband. So what do you mean trying to get you away from your husband? I was husband? with my husband, but we were separated. Separated uh, what? Meaning he's there, you're here? What does that mean, separated? Were you living with him or what? Or weren't no, you? I, I, I found out, I don't want to get into details, but he had to go. Oh, I'm sure you don't, but I do. Okay, Tell me about it. To, all right, I, did, I did not accept the fact that he was doing drinking too much and, and doing drugs. So okay, I you're talking about your husband? Yeah, so I okay. kicked him What I, I meant is, were you oh. actually living separately from him? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Charlie would stay over, and I would go over to Charlie's house and stay over, and I you know, I thought I was done with him. And then he went into okay. rehab. Okay, well, when you said Charlie was trying to get me away from my husband, you yes, were already he, he away went, from your I, husband. I was in a bar with him, and he came Wait, in. Wait, were you already away from your husband? Uh, we were on and off, on and you off. You and your husband. But All he right. told me if, if he, I told him if he cleaned up his act, then he can come back. 
So um, he was in a bar. He was, me and Charlie, we were all in the bar with my friends. And then my husband was looking, looking for me. He just got out. And he was looking for me. And Charlie held the door. And he said, she's not your wife anymore. She's mine now. And my husband just, he got so upset. And he just drove away. And he was calling me and crying all the time. So I took him back. And I told Charlie it's all. That's why you took your husband back? I took him, no, because I love him. I wanted him back. And I told Charlie I couldn't see him anymore. Okay, but not before you withdrew $4,000 from his bank account. It wasn't $4,000. I'm looking at it. It's every day, $102.95, every single day, which means you're withdrawing the $100 that the rest was the service. That's what he was telling you. And then when that didn't stop, then all of a sudden you got really bold, and then you started withdrawing $200 a day, plus making purchases. That's what but he was $200 a day, that's every what single day. That's what he told me to do, to get the furniture. Did he know about the furniture? Yeah. He was he in your apartment? He took me to the store. Right, so he got you the furniture. That's not being counted. No, no, yet. no, because we broke up then, and my husband came back. So I, I just... I, he Is your husband a, sitting on the furniture? He bought me a couch. Is your husband sitting on the furniture that Charlie Toes bought? My husband died five weeks ago. He was hit by a car. Really? On Montcalma by the lake. I'm he so was, sorry, He was on a bicycle dear. and... That's why he keeps coming around not trying to get me back because my husband died. That had nothing to do with the He threw a rock at my head, drove past. He drove past the other day and I have witnesses that saw him throw a rock out of the window and hit me in the head. When? I have the police report right here. Were you a witness to that? I was supposed to. Can you step up, please? Welcome back to the People's Court. RV Levin here. I love this question. Who takes advantage of who more in the money department in relationships, men or women? What do you think? have to say men. What a shock. Because it's all about control. Ah. Is it? They want to control the money. Interesting. What do you say? That's interesting. I would say women. Because? I don't really have a reason. <laughs> to be honest. Just, I just general conniving. Yeah. Okay. Who's going to break the tie here? Okay. I would say women because it's all, the men is always about <laughs> providing for the women. So they tend They're to. They're just in the kitchen, right? No, no. No, that's what he's saying. I'm not saying it. Don't go ah, to me. Men feel the need to provide for the woman. Okay, he dug the hole, not me, right? Okay, we're cool with that? You got it, right? He dug the hole. I got it. Not me. I'm clean going inside the courtroom. Tell yes. me what you what you know about this. Uh, I was in the parking lot the other day. Um, I Last Thursday, I believe it was. It was Friday. Right, uh, and uh, we were, I was picking up my girlfriend Lori to go out shopping, and uh, he pulls behind my green van like a like a lunatic beeping. So I moved over a little to let it to let him throw, thinking that's what he wanted to do. And he backed up like a lunatic, and he came in the other angle, and he had rocks, and he was throwing rocks. He hit him in the head with one. He was throwing rocks in a, like some kind of really How nice. How's he throwing beamer. rocks from the car? I don't know. He, he came had him in there. He had him in the car? Yeah, he had left out the parking lot to come into the other parking lot. He could have got him anyway. His pebbles okay, all so, so the rocks were inside the car, and he, he threw them I, at I can't, I can't say that they were inside the car. I know that he had. He was throwing rocks. Uh, well, he was got he them, inside the car when he was throwing rocks? Yes, ma'am. So then the rock was in the car. Apparently. Okay. Let me explain this incident that she's talking about. I drove through there, and her new boyfriend... <laughs> Oh, she was she was driving his car when she got pulled over for driving without a license. He stands right in front of my car, and so I had to back up. Well, when I backed up to turn around, he threw some pebbles at my car. 
And then you happen to have rocks in your car to throw back? I had no rocks in the car, and I didn't throw any rocks. The rocks were from the new guy. Did you throw rocks at her? I did not throw rocks at her. I didn't even speak to her. Did you throw rocks at him? No, I just backed up and got my car out of there. Okay, when you got your statement that told you, oh, she's been withdrawing just like you told her. She's been using it for whatever she needs. Didn't you notice that the spending was a little out of control? I did, and I called her up, and she admitted that she went wacko with my card. Well, didn't you, why didn't you change a PIN number on your card? Because it happens for another whole month after that. When I got out of the hospital on, on 12-2, I, I got the card back. I need you to listen to me. Yeah, if you know, November 10th is when your statement closes. A few yeah. days after that, you got the statement. And if, so even if it's as late as November 17th, yeah. why didn't you take the card away from her November 17th if she wasn't authorized to make, be making these withdrawals? Because that's what a normal yeah. person would do. Well, it's November 17th. They see their statement. They go, what? They yeah. break up with her and they take the card away and they change a pin at a minimum. If they can't physically yeah. get the card, they change a pin with the bank. I'm admitting the mistake. I know, but here's where the problem lies. The you problem that, is I'm in a now, hospital, Your Honor. No, no. I have no the control. The problem is not that you're, you're in the doing. hospital. That's a problem for you. But yeah. the problem that brings you to court is yeah. not that. It's yeah. not that you were in the hospital. The problem that brings you to court is that you gave another person your ATM card, yeah. gave them authority to go dipping into your account, did not tell them what was the maximum they could take, and later on did not like how much they took. Why do you that di- does not a case make. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question, Your Honor. Why is it that when I went to the police and I told them the story, they said that's grand larceny? I have to decide yeah. whether I think that yeah. there is a civil case, which is a much lesser standard than a criminal case. Yeah. I have to decide, so it's much easier for you to prove. Yeah. I have to decide, did she steal your money? Yeah. And you need to understand what the definition of theft is. I think she's a wise guy. I think she took a lot more than she should have. I think that's awful. Yeah. That is not theft. No, because theft means that they took your money without you knowing. It does not mean that you hand them an ATM card, hand them a PIN code, and then tell them, yeah, get yourself something nice. And then tell them, wow, you got too many nice things. And either break up with them or they break up with you. Because I can't help but notice that in your complaint, what you say is, when I found out, and I'm going to quote you verbatim, yeah. I didn't do anything right away. But when I talked to her about money, she claimed she was getting some money from a workers' yes. company. How do you see that and not do anything right away if that's not what you intended? Well, let, me, let me explain No, that. we're done. I cannot make her pay you the money back because I can't say she stole it. I can say she's an opportunist. I can say she's kind of a wise guy, but she didn't steal it if you didn't, if you hand her the keys. It's not breaking when you hand her the keys and don't tell her how much Your she Honor, can take. I, I think we are done. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. Why do you you think the police this case is over. Why do you think the, the police didn't come to the house? Thank You're you, totally Ryan. wrong. All right, so the plaintiff comes out here into the hallway here. Uh, turn it around a little bit. Um, yeah. Case didn't go well for you here. What's what's your what's your reaction to this outcome? Well, I was in the hospital at the time, and she was uh, desperate on welfare, driving a bicycle around. I thought to have the card if she just needed coffee money, cigarette money, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you weren't trying to buy her. No, no, I was Neighbor? in I was in the hospital. I had no control over how much money she was uh, uh, taking out of the uh, thing. You shouldn't have given her the card, should you? Right? You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. Right, right down this way, sir. Yeah. Okay. 
And that brings us to the defendant here. Uh, what, could, what could you possibly have to say after all this? Like you said, he was trying to buy me. He wanted to get me away from my husband. He told me to buy things. I'm giving me a car. I'm going to buy things. He told me to. He never told me how much to spend. Why does he wait almost a year to bring this up? Why do you think? Because my husband died five weeks ago when he was hit by a car. And now he's trying to get me this back. It's an opportunity. Yeah, I always trying to. He's jealous or whatever. Yeah. You still have any feelings for for him? Did you ever? I did. I had feelings. But he was. He. I was a nurse's aide, and he had. And his now, do you still? No. All right, Harvey. No. I love my husband. You gotta understand, theft is not when you spend too much money. He didn't set limits here, so it's tough luck for him. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Stephanie Searles. She says the defendant of former employers who physically attacked her also attacked her truck, damaging it. The out-of-control defendant's a horrible person. She needs to pay for her misdeeds. That's why she's handling it in the courts and suing her for the $480.22 she is owed. This is the defendant, Deja Smith. She says the plaintiff drew first blood by grabbing her arm and dragging her out of her daycare business right in front of all the kids. She fought back and defended herself, but the plaintiff picked up a chair and hit her in the head with it. Then she lied to the police and told them she scratched her car, which she didn't. The cops sent her home. She owes the plaintiff nothing, and she thinks the judge will agree. She's accused of beating up a car. All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says her former employee attacked her and her truck. But the defendant says the plaintiff attacked her first, even hit her in the head with a chair. It's the case of the HR Field Day. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Okay, Stephanie Cyrils. Yes, ma'am. You are suing Deja Smith, your former employee, for $480.22. The cost to repair a truck that you say she maliciously scratched. Yes, ma'am. All right, what happened? On June 25th, um, I was in my kitchen. I have a home daycare. And I was in my kitchen finishing up breakfast and making a to-do list for my employee and my daughter. How many people do you have working for you? I have one technically. My daughter's my sister, but she's not old enough to work with me. But How she, old is your daughter? She's 14. Okay. And um, Deja came in that day. I didn't realize Deja was there because it was after 8.30 and her, her shift starts at 8.30. And so I called my daughter to the kitchen. I said, hey, did you get your text message of your to-do list? She said, yes, ma'am. I said, well, I'm not sure where Deja is. And she said, Deja's in my room. I said, okay. I didn't realize she had came in. So at that point, I sent Deja her text message of her to-do list also. And at the top, I went back and asked her why was she late that day. Okay, how late was she? She, I said eight minutes, she said six minutes. So, okay. Um, 
um, that's a discrepancy right there. But I was like, okay. But I said, go ahead and start the list instead of being in my daughter's room. And so she went into the daycare room, which is my garage, and she began to send other uh, text messages back to me. And then it got to the end where she tells me that because I switched her, her hours and, and she's supposed to know her hours a week in advance, and therefore she's going to be late some days. Oh, that's it. That was the trigger. That was the little trigger. Once she said that she was going to be late, I stopped texting her and I went to the daycare room. Okay. I'm standing, the kids are in there. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm standing in the doorway. When she sees me, she begins to yell. I say, Deja. Yell what? That I t I'm taking advantage of her because she lives so close to me and that I, I don't realize that she has to wake someone else up to bring her to work and that she has to wait on the rod. And so she's still yelling. And I said, Deja, I said, Anytime you're on a job or anywhere you go, you need to be at least 15 minutes early because it's just, that's just good practice. And she screams, you're treating me like I'm one of your children and I'm not. I said, well, I'm not gonna argue with you. And then she says, well, don't then. That's when I tell my 14 year old, Kamaya, take the children into the other room. And so at this point, I said, Deja, I'm going to call 911 because you need to go. I'm not going anywhere. Why do you have to call 911? Why don't you just say you need to go? I told her that three times before. She says she's not going anywhere. How she's she waiting not on go her anywhere? rod. I'm not going to get paid to stay. She's waiting on her rod. Oh. So when my children take her out, I said, Deja, you can wait in the driveway. She says, I'm not going outside and waiting in the driveway. And I walk towards her, which is the gate to open the gate to let her out. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pretend that my bailiff okay. is Deja. Okay. And you walk towards her house. Come out here okay. and show me. Okay. She's standing this way and kind of like looking back at me like this. I walk towards her and I say, Deja, I do not want to call the police. And I do this. And I'm guessing she thinks I'm going to hit her. She says, do not put your hand on me. And she does this. I do this. And then we start wrestling. Oh, my goodness. Yes. No licks were passed. No what? I, nope. I didn't hit her. She didn't hit me. This, this is, I'm not trying to fight Deja. You want her to step back with the mic? You're no, on. I want her to stay right there. I'm not trying to fight Deja. She's pulling my hair, and we're like this. She's standing, I'm like this. The only thing I had was the chair. I picked the chair up and I swung the chair. A pl little plastic kitty chair? Yes, ma'am. And you hit her with it? Yes. She stopped, and she backed up, and she says, you're losing your license, and you're going to jail. I shut the garage door down, and then she goes outside. I get on the phone, I call 911. My daughter and my, both my kids go to the front room. Okay, at this point, my daughter comes back in the room, she's running, mom, she's scratching your truck, she's scratching your truck. I get back on the phone with 911 and says, look, get the police here fast, she's vandalizing my vehicle. After all this was said and done, the police came. Go ahead and go back to the lectern. By the time the police get there, has she left? No ma'am, she never left. Oh, she, well, she left she, at some point. No, no, but, so she was outside. She never left my yard. Did the police arrest her? No, ma'am, because what they told me was that it's not about what we know, it's about what we can prove. Ms. Smith, what's going on? What's your version of what happened? Yes, okay, so 
uh, up until the point where she said um, she came into the garage. When she came into the garage, I did not immediately just go off on her. She came in and said, well, since you feel that way, because I had texted her, you know, since you're not using the schedule where I know my hours, I can look at a schedule and say, okay, this, uh, this is the time that I come in. She says I should be 15 minutes early, but you text me 15 minutes before I should be in. So there's no possible way that I can have that time. So I said, since you're not using that system, there might be a you know, time that I'm late due to just miscommunication. I didn't say it you know, rude or anything. I was being very professional with her. She well, didn't come. She comes in. Kind of, you're not because you're texting it. If you're going to tell and the I boss, hey, there's going to be times when I'm late, so you'll just have to deal with it. Is I never it, said deal with it. I know you didn't say you just have to deal with it, but you, how old are you? 19. Okay, let me explain to you human interaction. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't say the, so you'll just have to deal with it, but that is what is implied in the sentence, there are times when I'm gonna be late. So don't, if it's not what you meant to say, don't say it. So that's why you have the, the human interaction because if you're looking at her getting mad, you, then you say something that tones it down. So she comes in and she's mad because she feels like it was disrespectful. Right. She says what to you and you say what to her. She says, well, if you feel that way, you can just start coming in at 10 from now on permanently. So I said, okay, that's fine, you know, whatever. I don't really care. So she just walks up t towards me and um, she had already told me that I could leave. So I said, okay, that's fine, because who wouldn't want the day off? I don't have a problem with leaving. Bye, see you later. So um, Why didn't you just walk outside? Because I'm at the point at this point in time, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just like, she okay, says whatever. That she told I'm you step outside right. and you wouldn't. She never, no, she didn't say step out, put me out, as in when she said she walked up to me. Okay, and let's, let's come back here and my bailiff is going to be you okay. and you're going to be her. Show me what... Okay. All right, so you're going to be her, and Douglas is going to be you. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so I was actually sitting in the corner, and it's a wall here, and it's a chair. So she was on the other side of the room, standing at the garage door, where she said she came in and stayed at the door. So now she's walking towards me, like, you know, in her, you know, let's say her garage that's up here. Okay, but she's on this side. So she says, well, just come on. You can just get out like that. And I said, and she grabbed your wrist? Yes, she never, like, tried to, okay, come on, let's go. So then she still tries to drag me out, and that's when I, I strike her. Okay, and how do you strike her? Do and, it and she was in front of me, actually, so okay. it wasn't like I hit her like this behind the head. I, you know, hit her. How like did I, you hit her? Like, I'm, like you know, cross the face. Like, okay. I wanted to hit her. Okay. It wasn't a, oh, don't touch me. Okay, it was because, a, because she kept me. asking you to leave, you wouldn't, and then she took your wrist. No, she never asked, kept asking me to leave. Okay, so, but why, are you, why are you upping the ante? So it sounds like what you described is she took your wrist, and then you didn't want her putting any hand on you, so you hit her. I'm telling her, let me go. If you, know, if you wanted me to leave, it's the you know, case, just say that, because I'm already leaving anyways. I don't care to sit here or outside. I'm not buying that you're leaving anyway, because there's no reason for her to start walking up and, and, and escort you because out Because she's mad that I'm not, not getting angry with her. I'm still sitting there like, okay, whatever, you're okay. doing all this Go ahead and go back to the lectern. And now, so then what happens? So you hit her, and then what happens after then that? Then we start fighting. That is then when she picked up the chair and hit me over the head with it. When my head is down, I'm trying to get my phone, and we start fighting a second time. That's when I told her, you know, now you're going to jail, you're going to lose your license. I then um, went outside, and her daughter brought me my things.
and I called the police also. So it wasn't like I was just out there scratching her truck. I already knew this lady hit me over the head. She says you scratched her truck, so you weren't just out there scratching the truck? No, I, I was not okay. scratching I was <laughs> Did not. you scratch her truck? No. Well, it sounds like you did, um, based on the sentence that just came out of your mouth. I called the police also. It's not like I was just out there scratching her truck. Why does a person say that if they didn't scratch the truck? You can hear it in my 911 call that I'm telling the 911 dispatcher, now she's scratching my vehicle, she's scratching my vehicle. When I called back. Do you back, have the 911 tape? Yes, ma'am. I gave it to. Okay. Hold on. We have it right here. It was, it was three different calls. Yep. Got it. Yes, I need the police at my house. <laughs> like right now, I have a home daycare. And my assistant went crazy, slapped me in my face. She's throwing stuff in my car. And I have a house full of kids. Touch, baby. Is she a white black? She's black. She's walking down the street, but she's throwing stuff. At my vehicle. Don't worry about it, Mom. Don't go out that door. Because, like I said, she slapped me in my face. Please, a few minutes ago, and she's how is she doing that if she's not actually seeing you scratch up the vehicle? Exactly. Because it's not like she makes this up after you've left when she thinks about it and thinks this would be a good thing to pin on you. She must be seeing you scratch the vehicle. So if an employee says, hey, I'm just going to be late sometimes, uh, can't guarantee I'll be on time all the time, can you fire him for that? I think so, if it was all the time. Well, it's not all the time. They just say, I will not guarantee I will be on time every day. Is that grounds to fire somebody? Yes. Because? Because the, it, you expect them to be there on time if they have that attitude that, well, I'm just going to be, it's laissez-faire. So it's very good. Excellent. Going inside the courtroom. She lends her truck out all the time, so those scratches probably... Sweetheart, do you hear me? Said, Look at me. I, bet I have cross-examined first-degree murderers. You think you are a challenge for me? I just listened to a tape where she's still inside. Exactly. Stop. I just listened to a tape where she's still inside now. She's so agitated that she has called the police because you're scratching her car. Show me the pictures of the damaged car. Are you kidding me? And if not the you, police, then who? When the oh, police, she loads her car up. Must have been somebody else who she fired. She has videos Come on. also outside Plus of the house. Plus, I know that when that the lady's trying to get you out, stop talking and listen. I know that when the lady's trying to get you out, you won't get out. That is why she walks over to you and depending on who you believe, lightly puts her hand on your arm, doesn't touch you at all, or takes you by the wrist. Either way, you're the one who then smacks her. I know exactly who you are. You've shown me who you are. You can stand there and be beautiful, and it doesn't matter, because I know exactly who you are. You are showing it at every moment. You're not even afraid or upset that, that you're, somebody who's your elder, excuse me, you know, your boss has fired you for insubordination. You don't care. I actually you don't, No, no, don't talk. Time. This is the part where you listen. I already listened to you guys talk. You don't care. And you know what? This is something you're going to have to learn how to deal with and walk away from, or you're not gonna be able to hold a job. And, and what do you think, that this is something that happened like by a little accident? This is deliberate, malicious, malicious action on the part of somebody with her car keys in her hands. I don't even have a car. That's why I had to get a rock. Yeah, well, you know what? I, then I guess the rock's around it because I see the pebbles on the floor, so maybe that's what she used. She has rocks in her yard. For Lady, bread. listen to me. Even when there the is no came, doubt. They asked me, ma'am, the going to look at her video of anybody and see. within the sound of my voice that it was you who scratched that car. 
and therefore you are going to pay for it. $480.22, pay the lady. Well, everything points to the defendant scratching up that car, and so you come out on the losing end of this case. What's going through your mind here? I still feel like she knows she's lying, and she needs to learn how to run a business. Look, you're 19. Don't you think you have some things to learn, too? Yeah, that's that definitely true. But in order to get respect, you have to get it. Regardless of how old I am, I'm still her employee, so she should give me that respect at least. Right. An employer has to respect an employee, and vice versa. Right. An employee has to... Also give respect. Oh, so what have you learned out of all this? Just to walk away from the situation, not let it get so escalated. All right, all right. Right around the corner this way. All right, step on in here and tell me uh, what's going through your mind here. I'm excited that I won. Um, it's a victory for daycare providers everywhere because we get this backlash from employees that are disgruntled and um, they do vicious and malicious things. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. All right. Harvey? You know, uh, one thing, Kurt, you should know, if you intentionally damage somebody's property, not only can you be sued, you can be prosecuted. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Edward Hunter. He says he hired the defendant to install nine new windows in his house, gave him a 50% deposit, and it's been over a year, and the guy still hasn't done the work. He's tired of this man's lame excuses and thinks it's best to let the courts handle this from here on out. So he's suing for the $1,967 he's owed. This is the defendant, Frank Liso. He says he received the windows in December, and there was a very bad spell of cold weather, so window installation would be impossible because the caulk freezes. In January, he got an irate message from the plaintiff saying he wanted to cancel the job. Well, he custom ordered the windows. They're ready to be installed, and he has no idea why they're in court today. He's accused of being a real pain in the glass. <laughs> All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the dock of the plaintiff hired the defendant to install nine windows. It's been more than a year and nothing. But the defendant says the winter was real bad and the caulk would freeze. It's the case of caulk blocks. Thank you, Douglas. Welcome, Edward Hunter, you are suing Frank Liso's company. You don't want us to mention the name of the company. For $1,967, an amount of a deposit that you paid him, and according to you, you never got your windows. That is correct. According to you, he's the one who breached the contract by trying to withdraw. <laughs> How did you find Mr. Liso in order to contract him to do this work? I'm not really sure. I had gotten several different estimates. I don't know whether I got them in one of those packets to come in the mail or online. So some kind of advertisement. It was wasn't some kind of advertisement. It was not okay. a referral. All right. So you got estimates from a couple of different companies? Yes. All right. And then you met him, you met his, and you hired that company? Yes. Because it was the cheapest or because you liked it or because of it was some the combination? Cheapest. Okay. It was the cheapest. All right. So um, did you f uh, fill out a written contract with him? Yes. Okay. May I see it? Do you have a mm -hmm. copy of it? I do. And do you have a copy of it? Yes, I do. I want to make sure I'm looking at the same thing. So can you show me yours, too? So you hire him in October, and the price for nine windows, uh, the quote was 3999 Not 4000 That's correct. 3999 All right. And what do you do? I gave him a uh, down payment of $1,967 on the day we signed the contract. 
Where's the actual contract? Who has the original contract? Everybody's handing me copies. Where's the original? I probably have it out in the car and gave you a copy by accident. Well, yours doesn't have the back, which is kind well, of critical, don't you think? Yes, Your Honor. It's oh, right you just didn't give it to me? Yes. All right, let's see why. All right, so what happens? Uh, when was he supposed to come in, according to you? It was verbal, but it was supposed to be the windows should have been done in about four weeks, uh, delivered in about four weeks, and work would get done shortly after that. So right. I was figuring four to six weeks. And what happened instead? Uh, after about eight weeks and no windows, I kind of got that bad feeling that something might be wrong. And then? And then on January 1st, I got a text message saying that half the windows were the wrong size. Uh, that he had the, that installer no longer works for him, and that he was cleaning up all his mistakes. But the installer is the one who ordered the windows. He measured them, Your Honor. I ordered them. Oh, he measured incorrectly. Yes, Your Honor. So I was going to, you know, install the windows that fit, order the windows that ne needed to be reordered. But why was so much time passing? Uh, getting a new installer from firing the guy that made all the measurement mistakes. And Mr. Hunter said he wasn't in a hurry in the, originally. I did try to uh, schedule an installation December 19th, which he couldn't do because he was going away. On the 31st, I went out to load up the trucks. That's when I discovered the mismeasures. How did you discover it? Normally, when the windows get ordered, they go directly into the warehouse. And uh, as I was pulling his order, I noticed the discrepancies. How, what did you notice specifically? Um, a couple of the windows were short. Short when you compared them to what? The, the paperwork that I had. Okay, so then your installer, you wouldn't know before getting to his house right. that the installer had mismeasured, so That's it's correct. that you misordered. How is it that you would see that the windows were too short compared to with a measurement at your spot uh, then how is that the installer's fault? Aren't you just going to bring no. the windows over and install them because you assume Your Honor, everything's fine? I made fine? a mistake there. I made oh, a mistake. Okay, there. tell me what mistake you made there. Okay, if the uh, defendant mismeasured the windows, it's been months of delays. Can the plaintiff cancel and get his money back? Yes, I think so. Because? Uh, well, it caused him distress, and um, he's not sticking to the original agreement. Not sticking to the agreement. That sounds right to me. Going inside the courtroom. We got a hold of Mr. Hunter. I got a hold of Mr. Hunter, and. Uh, after he said he wanted to cancel and all this. When did he say that? He said he wanted to cancel on December or January 1st. Okay. Okay. Why on January 1st are you guys talking about windows? On January 1st, Mr. Liso sent me the text saying that the windows were incorrect. January 1st. But how would you know on January 1st? Let me see the text and, and be, te is, is that not New Year's Day for everybody else yeah, in the we world? Yeah, but we just wanted so, to well, get So why are you giving that bad news on New Year's <laughs> Day? Oh my gosh, and telling him a week. not easy. And how did you know on January 1st? That's not the day you went over there in the middle of the night and measured. I mean, when did you know? On the 31st, I, that's when I checked everything and realized so it was So was he at your house on the 31st? No, man, no. Okay, what day? What did you check? Then once again, we're back to square one. Who's on first? Then you weren't at his house when you discovered that it was mismeasured. You looked down, and it turns out you ordered the wrong windows. If you can find all that out from your own paperwork in your own place without going to his place, then you don't know that the installer measured wrong. The installer would measure. The installer would say, it's three feet. You would order three feet. 
you would pick up three feet, you would go to the window, you would say, oh my God, it's three and a half feet. That's how it would work. But you keep going back to telling me that you're discovering it on your own property. So if you're discovering your property, the distributor's property, wherever that is, then that means that you, what the window in your possession is not the same measurement as the original installer who you're blaspheming, okay, measured. It is, that's, if you discover it on the spot, then this measurement by the installer is not matching what you ordered. Gotcha? Gotcha. Okay. Now, aside from all of that, the second page of the contract that you didn't hand me says that you're supposed to start the job in 60 days. Right? Yeah. Is that why you didn't hand it to me? No, ma'am. To be started within 60 days and completed within 120. Okay. Was it started uh, within 60 days? No, we never got together until December. Right. So the answer is no, you didn't do what the contract says. Right. And you couldn't anyway because you ordered the wrong windows. Right. So then you send him a notice saying he is breaching the contract. Well, he sent me a voicemail canceling. Yeah, right. And then you say to him, well, I hereby declare you have breached the contract? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous when I say it, right? It does. Okay. <laughs> How much money did you hand him? $1,967? That's correct. Okay. I am ordering you to return the $1,967 plus your court costs. Good day, gentlemen. Well, it should be interesting to hear what the defendant has to say after hearing that gavel come down. Well, I'm not happy about it, but, uh, you know, I additionally didn't want to hurt Mr. Hunter either. I just felt that we both kind of got the bad end of it. Well, he got the bad end of it. Well, he's getting did, his money. How did you get the bad end of it? I got a bunch of windows I can't do anything with. That's not his fault, is no, it? No, it's not. Or, right? No, it's not. All right, so what are you going to do with those now? Trash them. All right, right down around the corner this way. All right, so come on in here and... All right, so you're feeling on this outcome here? You got everything you've sued for? I believe it was fair. Mm-hmm. Where'd you find this guy, the cheapest? He was the cheapest. I didn't go by that cheapest. old, take your highest and lowest and go in the middle theory. I went right for the cheapest. Lesson learned. And the cheap comes out... Cheap. Very <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Harvey. Okay, there are magic words. We've talked about them before. If time really matters to you in a contract, the words, time is of the essence. Write that in.